0: me purposefully saying, I need to find ways to decrease my stress before I become sick. I am very much uh, an evidence-based person and a scientist, but I also know that I have intuition, but we're not supposed to pay attention to that welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast with your host, Tina Conroy. Gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. Explore spiritual topics, including intuition, healing,
1: wellness, yoga, vibrant living, and more. Hey there, Tina here. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Intuitive Expo, held on May 5th, from nine to four in Syracuse, New York. I have the honor of being one of the intuitive keynote speakers as we talk about positive life change. Join me and founder, Dr. Pam Denton, for a day of building spiritual community to transform your life. Also, don't forget about the kickoff party the night before, May 4th at 5.30. Meet the speakers as we kick off the expo, share a channeled meditation, and hold a group reading. It is held at Embassy Suites by Hilton. All the information and Eventbrite ticket link is below. Please come join me. Before I introduce my guest, I want to share the latest reading and review on iTunes. Thank you so very much in advance. I cannot tell you how full my heart feels when I read these. Tina takes her listeners on a journey to connect with their inner selves. Her guidance with meditation, crystal healing, and spiritual wellness welcomes all who are looking for a deeper connection in daily life. Tina also brings wonderful guests to her audience, creating an opportunity to hear from others in this space. Thank you so much, my girl, Sue. I'm so appreciative. I have no doubt that the universe led me right to Tina in the form of this podcast. I'm beginning my journey of making peace, listening to my soul and spiritual awakening. I have found so many resources by listening as well as insight, comfort, and inspiration. Everything I needed and was searching for. Thank you, Tina. And that comes from Yvette's mom. So if you're listening right now and you're enjoying this podcast, would you leave me a rating and review? I would highly appreciate it. Thank you so very much. I am thrilled to have Dr. Ellen on the podcast today. Ellen and I have become really great friends. We started out, we met at 2017 PodFest and she has done a couple of courses with me and programs with me, private coaching, and we also just spent a couple of days at PodFest 2019. I wanted to bring Ellen on the show because Ellen is really such a real person, down-to-earth person, New Yorker, yes, and shares her spiritual journey and her intuition. She's sometimes referred to as Dr. Mom, and she'll talk a little bit about that, that balance between being a mom, being a doctor, a physician in New York City, married to a physician, and all that it has to do. She speaks really deeply about connecting to her spirituality and her intuition. You can find Ellen in her Facebook group, Wisdom Without Wrinkles, her podcast, Wisdom Without Wrinkles with Dr. Ellen, and she also co-hosts Mindful Healthy Habits. She co-hosts with Tracy Timmons, and you can find her there as well. Tracy has mentioned that she is a spiritual leader with the gravitas of her medical training combined with the openness of a creative mind, and I couldn't agree more. So sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Hi, good
0: morning. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I am so excited to have you on the Intuitive Woman podcast. Welcome.
0: I have been an avid listener for quite a long time. And I was so delighted when you asked me to come on. It's, uh, It's part of my spiritual journey to come on this podcast. I do listen to it very often. The other day I was on the bus going up to the office and I tuned in and there was a smile on my face.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for supporting me. And just so all the listeners and the audience knows, Elle and I spent a few days together. We were roommates together at PodFest 2019. And we learned so much about podcasting and about each other. And our, our friendship grows each and every day. And I know how important spirituality has connected with Ellen and this this path that we'll talk about. So I wanted to bring her here on the podcast. Before we go there, I always bring the listeners back to your childhood. So would you share with the listeners if you were brought up religious, spiritual, or both?
0: Oh my goodness. I am one of those gals who is a native New Yorker, born and raised, in New York, in the Bronx, Queens, and a little bit of Yonkers, et cetera. At a very young age, I did go to Catholic school. And that was a very big part of my upbringing. And then probably around middle school, my mother started to work as an aide in in one of the public schools. And I switched to public school. And after that, it was uh, all public school. And I was very lucky at a a young age to want to become a doctor and was lucky enough, uh, because I was a good student in Queens, uh, to go to a combined BSMD program here in New York, one of the first ones in Harlem at Sophie Davis. And uh, just continued after that to stay in New York, did my internship and residency in New York, um, and was an attending physician at uh, St. Vincent's Hospital for many, many years. And uh, I became, I guess, kind of spiritual, couple of years ago. Um, My daughter did go to uh, Loyola High School here in New York, and I was exposed to the the Jesuits, and that was kind of an awakening because they just seemed to be so diverse and and not as rigid as my Catholic school upbringing way back in the 60s. And um, about, oh, my mom died uh, in 2011, and uh, I didn't realize that it affected me so much. And right around 2015, I realized that I needed more. I was getting older. Uh, I kind of had a fear of aging and fear of being irrelevant as I was getting older as a doctor, because I've been a doctor for quite a long time. And uh, I discovered a Shamhala Meditation Center. I live here in Manhattan and started going there. And uh, got involved with a MBSR, a mindfulness-based stress reduction course. And it happened to be for quite a number of doctors. And and again, that was founded by John Kabat-Zinn. And and the person who conducted the course knew him directly. So that's how this spiritual journey started. And and we'll talk about it a little bit more in the podcast. Because honestly, that's why I wanted to to accept the invitation to come on. Because it just seems to be uh, such an important... uh, journey to be on um, it's we all live very stressful lives uh, yes i do so as a new york city medical doctor in private practice and, and running a stem cell company etc and self care seems to be important and you and i met actually at podfest 2017 two years ago that's right that's and right and how and how i got involved with podcasting is um, I had bought a horse for my daughter, kind of as therapeutic horse. Uh, she has anxiety and depression and had gone through uh, um, being sick with uh, pancreatitis and in the hospital for two and a half months, et cetera. And I didn't know anything about horses. And my daughter was going off to school and I just started going on the internet and I found the Horse Radio Network and started listening to their podcasts about how to take care of horses, et cetera. Uh, and it's it's just started me on that journey, and then it led me to you because you were at. I went to Podfest seventeen because the Horse Radio Network invited me to come to Podfest.
1: Yes, and there's there's never coincidences, right? So I always talk about that. You know the word coincidence and how things coincide, and I truly believe that we meet people at the right time in the place that we are able to bring it into our life. And I want to go back a little bit. So that was. I know kind of a brief overview yeah, of yeah. your medical career, but I don't think I've ever asked you this, but what, did you always know that you wanted to be a physician? Did you, was there, did you always know you wanted to be a doctor? Let's just go back a little bit. I don't know if I've ever oh, asked my, you a question. You no, know,
0: you've never asked me that. I have talked about it um, on my little podcast. It goes back to um, around age 13 and there are no doctors in my family. My uh My mother went to college very briefly. As an adult, my dad uh, barely finished high school. He was in the army, et cetera. Um, And I was an avid reader, and I had picked up a book. And I have the book to this day. and, And mind you, I've been a doctor for 35 years. The book is called Four Hands for Mercy. And it was a story about a nurse and her life as a nurse. And again, we're talking about, we're going back into the early 70s when I read this, et cetera. So I wanted to be a nurse initially. And then when I got into high school and I started to talk about what I wanted to do, et cetera, and I was really a good student, I was lucky. They said to me, well, why not be a doctor? And it actually was my late stepfather who found this program in Harlem, Sophie Davis which uh, was a combined, is a combined BSMD program. The program's now been around for, I think, close to, I don't know, 38 years or 40 years, et cetera. Um, And he encouraged me to apply to it. We had no money. Um, He was newly married to my mom. And at this point, I was around 15. And he took me in for the interview and for the testing. And I was lucky enough to be one of those, I think, 60 students who got in. There were only 40 of us who completed that class. We were the third class um, in existence, and um, that that really is the story. It was difficult because at that time my parents left New York and went to Florida, so I was totally independent at 19 and had to borrow money for med school and for this program. And when I came out, I owed a lot of money. It took me about 10 years to pay it off. Um, not as much money as some kids nowadays owe, oh, et cetera. And it, I, I don't regret it. I uh, I loved every minute of it. And I wanted to stay in New York for my training because I knew I wanted to practice here in New York. And the story goes that I was at St. Vincent's I, for internship and residency. I was an attending physician there for many, many years. And along the way in 1985, I met my husband who was the head of the uh, bone marrow transplant unit that he started at Montefiore Albert Einstein. And I met him in 1985. And he interviewed me for, for my fellowship there. And I turned down that fellowship. But we started dating and we were married very quickly. And we've been married for almost 34 years at this point. And so I don't regret ever being wanting to be a doctor, but that is the story uh, of how I did it. And uh, I think a lot of us have... Uh, stories about why we do things. I think you have a, a story of a bit behind why you started this. And going back to the spirituality, um, it's just become important to me as I've gotten older to... I, I'm not going to say pay back, but I'm going to say to pay attention to spirituality, to pay attention to intuition.
1: Um, well, let, me have, <clears throat> let me ask you a question. When, so here you are, you know, I'm trying to find this, there's a, there's majority of women listen to my show and you're, you're a physician, married to a physician, you have a practice, you're living in a very right New York city, right? And you're a mom. So, yeah. and you talked a little bit about self-care. So ah. this is maybe a good segue into being a mom and being a physician and, and then I how did that maybe that led you to finding that path?
0: Absolutely. Again, this is another what we call aha moment because I did not pay, I, I've been on the fast track since I began going into medicine since the age of 18 when I started the medical program. And I said to myself, And again, I'm that second generation of women's livers. I'm in my 60s now, where I had to do everything. And I had said to myself, I have to be a medical doctor before I'm 30. I have to finish my internship and residency. Uh, I have to have a child before I'm 30. And yes, I did all of that. And then I said, well, in my 30s, I'm going to develop the practice. We happened to, my husband wanted to start his own private stem cell company. And he is one of the pioneers in that field and started many of the the bone marrow stem cell transplant units in New York City. And I have been on that career path with him also because I ran the company, helped in the lab, et cetera. And I also had kids along the way. I I have two adult kids and one was uh, special needs with a learning disability. So we stayed in Manhattan because he was in a special school. He's overcome that. Um, with the help of that school, his own things, et cetera. My daughter also had been sick and special needs. So I had to put all of that in my life. And and, and along the line, I lost my stepfather to leukemia. My father died of a massive heart attack. My cousins have had cancer. I've had other family members. and, And I've stepped up to do that. And I have been so lucky to enjoy Good health. It has not come to the point where I've had to worry. Um, I do practice what I preach. I do go into my colleagues to make sure that my mild hypertension is on track. I do preventive medicine things. But when my mother died, and it just affected me so much, and I realized that I had to start thinking about myself. Mm. And it I still didn't do much. That was in 2011. And, and unfortunately, my mother died of complications of her emphysema. and but, but the demise was my mother just tripped over the dog in the kitchen and broke her hip. And it was just one thing after the other. And I just felt so powerless. And I realized that I had to start taking care of myself. And did not know that it was self-care. i have just been on this fast track. And I said... Oh my goodness! I better start paying attention.
1: And so when so when that happened, so I know it didn't happen. You may have had the thought, you may have had that. Right? Oh my goodness! I need to take care of myself. But when did you start to seek out? I know that you we've oh, met very
0: very definitively. And and again, it goes back to um, me purposefully saying, I need to find. Ways to decrease my stress before I become sick. Mm. I am very much uh, uh, evidence-based person and a scientist, but I also know that I have intuition. But we're not supposed to pay attention to
1: that. Oh wait, so, like, I got to. I got to pause you oh on that. Oh my goodness! Yes, I need okay. to pause you. So. You know now that I work for the Center for Wellness Integrative Medicine through Northwell Health, and I'm actually speaking uh, this week in a symposium to, my goodness, maybe about 100 to 200 women, maybe some men, about Reiki, and uh. I was figuring out my talk and wondering, getting, getting a little nervous, and I'm going to share with you why. They're here to learn about integrative medicine. So I know it used to be alternative. Now we're turning to the term integrative. And a lot of you that are listening know that I'm at the center and it has Reiki and meditation and yoga, Pilates, reflexology, acupuncture, so forth. And we're getting on the road to share this information. And I have about 40 minutes to speak. And I started to get a little nervous because there'll be physicians in the room. And what is the quantitative data, right? And how yeah. am I going to get my point across about Reiki? Now, I know Reiki works. I know mm-hmm. I have clients that are transforming their lives, but I know there's some physicians there that are gonna be, hmm, you know, poo-pooing me. And a lot of it has to do with going with your intuition. Mm-hmm. So let's go back. You just said... We weren't taught that, right? So uh, let's let's that take. correct. Yeah, let's go. F- let's talk about that.
0: And and I will I will share with you that I am that scientist and that evidence based person, uh, physician, medical doctor, where and and I've been uh, medical director and associate medical director in utilization management, medical management at two major healthcare companies along my journey. And I do believe in evidence-based medicine, but I also do believe in intuition. And that has been my personal narrative, but there is a lot of science behind it that's coming into the literature. So when I started this personal journey in 2015, I sought out the science behind mindfulness, the science behind medical intuition. I personally sought out those Celebrity practitioners, if you will, and had personal contact and sessions with them, either in person or on the internet. People such as Deepak Chopra, um, Dr. Christian Northrup, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, because I needed to latch on to that science behind it. Um, read all about John Cabotson. did the courses with Harvard uh, Medical School. On the science behind mindfulness and at the New York Open Center intuition. And then ultimately courses with you, because I had squashed that intuition for so many years. And what started to happen after I completed that eight week MBSR course at Shamhala Meditation Center, which again is the John Kabat Zinn course that's taught at UMass, which is now part of the curriculum there. I couldn't ignore it anymore. And and again, this is me speaking as Ellen, as Ellen Ferranti, not Dr. Ellen Ferranti. I'm not here making medical diagnoses or or telling you what to do or practicing medicine, etc. But I've had dreams about my mother. I've had um, most recently. I was. Um, I, I just felt her. My intuition saying to me, "You have to go." to the cemetery. She's summoning you for a reason. You have to intervene somehow. And it totally freaked me out that this happened. And But I've allowed myself through courses with you and with courses with um, uh, New York Open Center, with other mediums, and with um, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, who is a neuropsychiatrist, neuropsychologist in this field. Um, and the whole thing was... My nephew was ill, and I was supposed to call my police sergeant brother to help, and that's what I did. And I'm sitting there, literally on the phone, calling my brother, saying, "I don't know why mom is summoning me here to the cemetery, but she's telling me I need to call you." And that just totally freaked me out. But that was my intuition.
1: Yep, and And I remember, I remember you. I
0: freaked out because I contacted you, (laughs) and so I have learned to pay attention to it. And then I realized in medicine over the years. Because of the experience that I have, um, et cetera, with internal medicine on cancer patients or um, on patients uh, receiving stem cell transplants for leukemia or lymphoma or whatever we were doing, I would walk into a room and I would say to my husband, Dr. Chimanu, we need to pay attention to this in the patient because this is going on. And he would say to me, How do you know that? And I would say, well, because I focus on the internal medicine and these are the issues, and you're focusing on the cancer, and I learned to pay attention to it, but yet we but yet respect the evidence-based part of it. And isn't there an art to medicine? It's it's not just a science. I'm told that there is an art to it, and I and I do believe that. Right. And that's where it all comes in. And I think it's part of our personality and it's part of our spirituality. And it does come down to personality and, and the old fashioned term, I guess, is bedside manner.
1: Um, so then you, you were, I guess, it's sort of like the, the Wizard of Oz, like Dorothy. You always had intuition You were using it. You were using it in your practice. You were using it with your family. You were using it with your patients. I
0: didn't pay attention to it and didn't label it. And Uh, in sessions with you, when we talked about my intuition on my personal journey, again, for lack of a better word, I keep using those words. You and I, uh, you made me think about when I was a kid and I had particular instances Um, My parents happened to be divorced and we would spend every other weekend with my dad. And when I was a kid, I had had a dream. My mother had a car accident and I dreamt about it. And yes, when I got home, I found out about it. Uh, Another time when I was about 15, I dreamt that my girlfriend was pregnant. And yes, that was the case. Um, And again, I now allow myself to listen to that intuition on a personal level, unfortunately, a couple of months ago, we had a fire in our building here. And I've lived here for, oh my God, almost 34 years, as long as I'm married. And that night before I went to bed, I couldn't sleep because I was worried that there was going to be a fire. I didn't know where, whatever. And sure enough, that's the next morning. That's what it was. little freaky. Right. I have to admit, um, my doctor brain is problematic. and And yes... I will think about the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain. I will think about those connections and the corpus callosum, et cetera. And I read the literature on it. And I'm constantly taking medical courses. It is now creeping into and accepted in uh, traditional medicine, uh, but not 100%. And you know, a lot of the evidence-based medicine is, is based upon insurance reimbursement. And being cost-effective, which I don't disagree with. That's my utilization management side, et cetera. Right.
1: right. And so it's it's just so interesting to me how we... I say this to everybody. A lot of people will... So I have a lot of people that I've coached and I've had the pleasure to coach with you. And I have the, a various amount of people or very variation. So I'll have some people that don't even know they have intuition. So we have to start really basic... Then I have other women that know they have intuition but they don't know what to do with it. And then I have and then I have maybe other levels that are, you know, more mediumship quality or, you know, are bringing in deceased loved one things like that, but they still don't know what to do with it. And the thing about it is I always say, and you know this, everybody has intuition. It's another sense that we have. We were born with it. I don't like to say it's a sixth sense, it's the first sense. And It is listening. And that's the hardest part because how do we have intuition on demand, right? So now we know it's there and it may not come in a dream like you had or like I have, but it's a feeling. It's this, I should do that. Don't do that. Go here, go. I had a dream. I'm going to uh, the cemetery. I need to call my brother, right? And it's listening because a lot of times we. that's the... That's what we miss. A lot of people miss that. They'll hear it or they'll think it or feel it, how it comes in, well, then they act on it. I'm now paying attention to it. Exactly. And,
0: I, and, and again, in going back to you being nervous about speaking, don't be nervous about speaking to medical doctors about this. You know your truth. You're authentic. I've heard you speak many, many times. I respect it. I enjoy it. And I constantly learn from it. By virtue of the fact that those doctors are there and those people are there to listen to you, they have an open mind to to want to hear it. And it always, to me, is, is personalizing it. And I am now, I, I would never have been able to come onto a podcast um, or publicly speak about this for fear of some sort of retaliation, people thinking that I'm, I'm crazy, or what is she talking about? I no longer fear that because I realize that this is a part of me. It's a part of um, functional medicine, integrative medicine, whatever the, the present day labels are, and we don't have all the answers as doctors. We don't have um, um, how can I we don't have all the science behind it. but it is our job to ask the question. It's our job to, communicate. It's our job to try to find the answers. And if if intuition is another way to help find the answer, then so be it. So I am more purposeful in my thinking and paying attention to that intuition. I will still seek out those scientific answers or those evidence-based answers or guidelines for something in particular, but I I, I won't ignore it anymore. I would always ignore it. Um, in the past. And I never had um, a one-on-one person like you to trust, to speak to about that. And that really is kind of the theme of this uh, podcast today and talking about it. And this is not going to be the first time we're going to talk about it. You and I are on this journey together because I look to you for guidance, for guidance to help me become that spiritual leader that I want to become. And, you know, it goes back to wanting to go to this intuitive expo with you and, and speak more to Dr. Pam Denton and, and learn more. So
1: that's a perfect segue. You set me up perfectly for spiritual leadership. You and I speak about spiritual leadership. And I had thrown this term around in the summer when we were at podcast movement. And I said, you're a spiritual leader. And you have adopted that. I believe you've really adopted that into our life. How can you share with the listeners? How, how do you feel you're a spiritual leader in the things and the, what you do and how you show up in the world?
0: Well, you know, I started to, uh, realize that I had a lot. I know I have a lot to offer people as, as a doctor. Um, I've had a women's practice for years. Um, and have dealt with women with cancer for years, um, et cetera. And I had an opportunity to uh, to start a small podcast. Uh, someone gave me a great name, Wisdom Without Ringles, with Dr. Ellen. I
1: love that. I love uh, your podcast name. I, <laughs> I love I was, it.
0: And, and it's it's me just speaking about my my journey and encouraging women and really being purposeful. And I, I came up with... Um, um, Something that's important to me. I say, living my purpose, I say, living my life, living my purpose with curiosity in a creative way, and allowing myself to be creative in speaking and getting on that podcast and speaking about it. I sought out other women, uh, got involved with um, Word of Mom Media Network and co hosting uh, another show and speaking to women just by telling them what we do. And didn't realize that was being a spiritual leader until you and I were at Podcast Movement, and I'm learning more and more about the art of podcasting. There's a science behind it. I listened to Alan Alda's Clear and Vivid, um, which is a podcast about communication, especially for medical doctors to, to just speak as themselves, as people, and not in big medical terms. And I realized that because there were no doctors in my family, I was always able to speak in layman's terms to people. I am that practical person. So that's how I realized that I can be a spiritual leader and just speak as me, as Ellen Franzi or Dr. Ellen Franzi or Dr. Mom or Dr. Ellen. As long as people understand that I'm Speaking my truth, and in that you find your truth. Like you taught me, and Katie Kremitzos from Biz Women Rock, which has been a part of my journey here too, um, to have that morning ritual. So, a lot of my friends who are just listening to the podcast are in other businesses: um, horse owners, um, psychologists, other doctors, other you know, lawyers, uh, moms, and all walks of life. And they don't know anything about morning rituals. And you have really gotten me to do that. And when I am so stressed, I honestly will. I downloaded the the Reiki, the five principles of Reiki. I call it just for today. That's what I call it. And
1: I will- Meditation, yeah.
0: Yeah, I will put that in my earbuds just to calm me down. Otherwise, I would be go, go, go. And at some point, am I going to hit that wall? I don't want to hit that wall. I want this for me. And that's what I share with other women. And if you want to label it spiritual journey, you want to label it spiritual leadership, so be it. I just want people to realize that they can be purposeful in making a change in their lives. That's the empowerment. And I don't know that I would have. Done that. If I hadn't come across you and Katie Kremitzos and some of the other women, oh, I even went on a retreat with you. Um, And I have a house upstate, and my horse lives upstate, and it was in the next town over. When did I even go on a retreat in my <laughs> life
1: with other women? It was so okay. out of the box for you, and you you loved. I and love... I'm doing
0: yoga and a meditation. Every I'm morning, talking to other women. I'm talking to. I, I roomed with a yogi. And uh, she had a significant birthday, and I had just had a significant birthday too. And it just opened up a whole other world to me. And I, I just want to uh, say to other women that you know there there's there's hope. We just got to get them. I I view half the battle as just trying to just asking that question and trying to find the answers, and one by one, whatever it is. In your life, um, and that, thats and that's
1: it. I love that. I love that. Where, where can people find you? Can you share people your Facebook group? Oh sure. Um,
0: many times in the past, I have not been able to speak my purpose or my truth. Uh, very often, there are constraints on us as doctors about what we speak about, etc., but I don't have those encumbrances so much anymore. So you can find me on Facebook, Ellen Ferranti, MD. You can find me, uh, Wisdom Without Wrinkles with Dr. Ellen on Facebook. That's the podcast. Um, usually broadcast about once a month. You can also find me uh, at least once a month co-hosting Mindful Healthy Habits with Tracy Timmons. So it's Mindful Healthy Habits with Tracy and Ellen on the word of mom media network, word of mom, And, um, that's, that's really it. honestly me. Yeah. And, and, and I appreciate this opportunity. And I hope that my, my hope for this is, um, to help other people. And that's why I will continue to go on this journey, continue to take uh, workshops and courses for my personal growth and, and hope to be that spiritual leader. I look forward to um, coming with you to the Intuitive Expo and meeting Dr. Pam Denton and all the other women. Um, and, and this is also um, empowering that journey for my daughter who has an undergraduate degree in, in psychology and is getting her master's at Fordham in mental health counseling. And a lot of this uh, is um, is her personal journey too. And I would hope that she would come on the podcast to speak at some point. We also did do some mother-daughter podcasts and you can find them also under right. Wisdom Without Wrinkles with Dr. Ellen. So thanks very much for asking about all that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Now, before we close, I always ask the question. So the question is...
0: Oh, I don't know about this. You I don't? No, okay. go ahead. So I I do listen to the podcast and I again here I am in the hot seat and I forgot that seat. I was going to be asked
1: this. So the question is when in your life have you listened to the intuitive hit? It could have been most recently or just something that comes to mind that you acted upon. So when did you listen to your intuition? You did mention there was a few things already, but is there something else that you can share with the listeners that you heard that list you heard that intuition or felt that intuition and you acted upon it?
0: I will say it was taking the time out from my busy life to go with you to PodFest 2019 Multimedia Expo because I wanted to be in that inner circle to learn as much as I can. As I'm coming toward uh, the latter part of my career and I've made it a point to advance speaking, to become that spiritual leader and to honestly come out and speak more about these kinds of things. And, uh, that's, that's really the, la- the most recent, uh, aha moment where I had to do it and take the time out because it was so important to me. And I met so many great people there, et cetera. And one of the last things to say about that, and which is truly inspiring there was a man there by the name of Max, who was known as the Blind Blogger. He was in the Pecha session with you that I was at. And I have connected with him because he was such an inspirational speaker. This man is blind and he is going around speaking and, and empowering people to get out there and speak about their aha moments, their spiritual journeys. And that's important.
1: Well, I'm so glad you listened to your intuition. And we were able to spend a few days together at PodFest 2019. And I know our journey continues as friendship and spiritual running buddies. So it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Ellen. Thank you for everything that you do, showing up in your community, being the spiritual leader for your children, your daughter, your husband, your life, and paying it forward. So... Thank you so much. I'm truly honored to be on this
0: podcast. Um, Honored to know you. And I look forward to learning more from you and the other women who listen to your podcast. So thanks once again.
1: You're welcome. Namaste. Namaste.